Welcome to the BetQL Daily Boost. I'm Lucy Burge of BetQL.com, and I am joined by Dan Karpuk. We have a fantastic odds boost for all of you today on the Braves to beat the Nationals and 10-plus runs to be scored, boosted to plus 180 at BetMGM, with the Braves heavily favored at minus 255 on the money line and the BetQL model liking the over nine runs here. I love the value. Yeah, in and BetQL has the Braves at minus 439 here. They're giving oh them an 81.1% chance to win. So, you know, obviously betting, you know, that much of a favorite minus 255, you just said, is a bit risky. I, I wouldn't, you know, advise doing that unless you're wagering, you know, $10,000 a bet or something like that. Um, however, you got to like their chances to win here. The 10 plus runs scored part of this. Yes, Charlie Mountain Morton is going to be on the mound. For Atlanta, as you're going to get to in a second. But Eric Fetty is on the mound for the Nationals. And if you're someone who likes mm. to look at batter versus pitcher data, Fetty versus the Braves is probably the most absurd set of numbers you'll ever see. So current Braves hitters have hit 415 with a 466 on base percentage and 655 slugging percentage in 102 at bats against him. He's also hit oh, seven home runs. Guys cow. like Marcelo Zuna absolutely beast over this guy. Fetty's going to be in store for a very rough outing tonight. The 10 plus runs part of this, I wouldn't be shocked if the Braves, Braves get in double digit runs themselves in this game. Right. Here. So at plus 180, I absolutely love the value here. Yeah, thoughts and prayers there, Eric Fetty, <laughs> on this one, because this is going to be... Because at this, combined with the, the total here, great bet. I love this odds boost. Plus 180 at BetMGM. And head to BetQL.com slash boosts to see all of today's best odds boosts. And follow us on Twitter at Daniel Carpuck and at Lucille Burge. Our favorite bets for today, mine goes along with this one, player prop on Charlie Morton to have over six and a half strikeouts. This is at plus 110 at DraftKings against the Nationals. He has only hit this over in five of his 16 starts this season, but he hit this over by a ton in his last start with 10 strikeouts. He has 101 strikeouts in those starts this season, 60 in his last seven starts. The Nationals are near the bottom of the league in team total strikeouts this season, but when Morton has hit this over, he's done so by a ton. And there was this graphic the other day that I absolutely loved for Charlie Morton, and they misspelled his name, and they put an R at the end, so he was Charlie or Morton. <laughs> then he went out and had 10 strikeouts in this start, and he was the Charliest Morton. <laughs> and I think tonight he will be an even Charlier Morton and be the Charliest of the Charliest Mortons and go over six and a half strikeouts in this one. <laughs> Charlie I love Martin. it. I love it. I'm going to go Phillies, uh, Cardinals under seven and a half runs. This is a pitching matchup between two aces. You got Philadelphia's Zach Wheeler, who's seven and four with a 2.66 ERA going against St. Louis's Adam Wainwright, six and six with a 3.26 ERA. I can't believe that Wainwright's still pitching at this level. Um, I know. Wheeler enters this game having thrown six quality starts in his last seven outings. Last time out, seven innings, four hits, zero earned run gem against this Cardinals lineup. And I always trust Adam Wainwright at home. He's pitched a dominant 2.25 mm. ERA in 44 innings there and in seven starts this year. Both of these teams 
offenses can put up crooked numbers, yes. But I certainly give the edge to the pitchers in this particular matchup. I typically don't love betting unders, especially this season when, you know, everyone's hitting home runs here and there. I mean, they're either hitting home runs or striking out. But, uh, you know, I, I think that this is my favorite over-under bet on today's slate for sure. So give me under seven and a half runs in Phillies Cardinals today. That is a great one. I also like the Angels run line plus one and a half at the Orioles. This is insane to me how the Angels are not as good as you would expect them to be. And the Orioles are better than anyone expected them to be looking at their AL East odds at the beginning of the season. It's I mean, it's still insane, but it looking at the way they've performed, their record is almost the same as the Angels. The Angels team that has Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, who at one point Mike Trout was arguably the face of baseball and this team is pretty much in the tank and you look at it you're like this is insane the angels are underdogs against the orioles which is wild so that's why i'm taking them on the run line because i think they could beat the orioles but it is it is just kind of shocking to look at that and there are a lot of trends in favor of the angels here so that's why i'm taking them at plus one and a half on the run line but my god it is bizarre to look at this it's unbelievable we were talking about this before the show about how yeah otani and Mike Trout, their entire careers might just be completely just thrown, like completely ruined, completely, you know, just stuck yeah. in this purgatory in in right. Los Angeles where they can't seem to surround like, these guys with the talent needed to actually make a playoff run. It's unbelievable. And I think going to the Orioles real quick that you just mentioned, they're overachieving. If this team finishes like anywhere around 500, like, I would give the Orioles manager, Brandon Hyde, the, the manager of the year award. It is unbelievable how this team, like, on paper, this team has no business competing with any of the teams that they've so consistently true. beaten and performed against this season. So it, it is a joy to watch them. I mean, obviously, the AL East is, is a stacked division, too. Like, you got three yeah. teams up top that are really good. Um, so it's amazing to see what they've been doing so far. Uh, this season here. Um, it's true. That's why, with, yeah. That is my second Without further bet. ado, uh, you know, I got to go to the Wimbledon ladies final here. It is Elena right. Rabakina versus Ange Jabur. Um, you know, I as as we talked about last time uh, with Ange Jabur's last match about against Tatiana Maria, a close friend and mm. a mother. Uh, and, <laughs> and a mom. mom. Mothers. Uh, Dueling mothers. It was, it was an unbelievable match. Uh, Jabur brought her out to center court. The crowd gave her a really nice applause. Uh, Jabur is one of these one of these women that's really hard to root against. You know, uh, she didn't mm -hmm. go to three sets in that uh, match. Uh, she didn't look exactly comfortable out there. However, Rabakina absolutely dominated. She's the, she's the underdog here at plus one twenty five. In this final, and she absolutely dominated Simona Halep, which is really, really hard to do. Halep's a former champion mm -hmm. at this event, and uh, she's a hard hitter. Rabakina, I know, <laughs> I know you're 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 holding in the laughter here uh, at, at this at this uh, analysis. Uh, Rabakina's serve is fantastic. She's one of the best ser best oh, servers really? on tour. I did a lot of research into this here. And uh, also, she's uh, her forehand and backhand, she can hit winners consistently. I like her at plus 125 here to beat Ange Jabur in the Wimbledon final and uh, to, to really deliver here as the underdog. 
Let's go. Let's hear it for the moms. And as they say, it's all on the wrist in <laughs> golf and in tennis. So I hope her serve is just dynamite in this one. Be sure to subscribe to the BetQL Daily Boost wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 